Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Fanduel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. 45-14, the final score, Tennessee over UTSA here on a Saturday night. The Volunteers improved to 3-1 in the season and uh, get going right before SEC play resumes with South Carolina next week. I'm Eric Kane. Brent Hubbs, awesome price here at VolQuest.com. Brent, uh, we'll kind of start with you. It was uh, a really good start to this football game. A lot of positives in this football game all the way around, but there was a huge lull and it was a lull that almost kind of allowed UTSA to get back in this football game there in the third quarter. Um, really good football game overall, but that third quarter can't happen because you'll get beat uh, by a good team. Well, I think there's certainly more good than bad yeah. to take out of this football game, okay, because I think it was important for this offense to get off to a good start, uh, to do the things that they did. They had some deep balls. They, they did some different things. It wasn't just all sideways passing and all that stuff. So let's look at the good that Tennessee did. They did a lot of good in these things. But to your point, can you overcome a quarter where you failed to show? Mm-hmm. Okay, Last week in Gainesville, they couldn't overcome the second quarter where they failed to show. They didn't show in the second or the third quarter tonight coming out of the locker room, and it was no big deal. They had a big lead. Yep. Everything was in control. But against good teams <laughs> – in a close football game, you can't have that kind of lull like they had tonight. Focusing on the good, uh, Tennessee you know, ran the ball for over 300 yards, uh, caused two turnovers defensively. Uh, points in time, especially in the first half, Joe Milton was good. Uh, he was good tonight. Again, some positives before we get into that lull. Oh, he was fantastic. I mean, you yeah. know, he was 14-16 at the start, and you know, the, one of the two incompletions he had, one was an, uh, where he just missed high to McCallum Castles. The other was a, a deep ball where he missed high to – 
Romel Keaton, or not not high. He he just he threw a perfect pass for Romel Keaton. The DB just made him a nice play. Yeah, I mean, that was a great great throw. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then he kind of hit. You know, he, he got banged, that knee banged up a little bit. And I know he said that didn't affect him, but at the same time, like, I think it did shake him a little. Um, you know, and so you know, we'll see. Uh, again, I, I get it. Everybody's going to say Joe's Joe. I mean, every, I made it the pedestal post on the board and the ripping me to shreds on there for. I don't, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Like if you if you. If you, if just be you better. Be better. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Be I guess. I mean, if, you, if you say anything bad, they you know they all of a sudden come to his defense. If you say, well, you know, it wasn't all Joe's fault, <laughs> then they rip you for that too. So, uh, you know, I, I guess my thing is is like even I, you know, I talk to some people down on the field on after the game, um, and and you know, kind of the notion to me was like some of the throws for Joe missed on were Joe. But uh, probably about half were not that there were young receivers running mm-hmm. a route six yards too much to the inside or three yards too much to the outside. And we and the fans whatever. don't know that. That's right, yeah. and that's a hundred percent right. I mean, like, I, I, you know, and that's be the fascinating thing if you could do it, but no coach is ever going to do it. It's like, show me why the quarterback's playing better than the naked eye of the fan thinks. Mm-hmm. Like, and but you'll never understand. Like, you know, it's kind of like we always say, like, you don't. We I don't know what the assignment is on the play for this this player or that player. I mean, I don't know how many times over the years I've thought this guy screwed up, and then when you know, I talk to a coach during the middle of the week, and they go, well, actually, this guy messed up, yeah. which caused it to look like that guy. But to the regular fan, they just think the other guy messed up. Well, it's just like the, it's just like the zone read stuff with Joe, right? So so the narrative is, okay, after last week, they, 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 they put this, you know, they, they focused more on the zone read, told mm-hmm. Joe, hey, you gotta, you got to pull it. you got to keep it. You know, I asked Josh Heupel about it. Why was that a factor tonight when it hasn't been a factor up until this point? Now, I don't think they ever had a plan to run him much against Virginia or Austin Peay because they didn't want him getting banged up. Yeah. But they didn't run him much against Florida. What was, was that not there? What happened? Did you not call it? Did he not pull it? And he said, you know, defensive structures are different. I don't think we know. Like, it's the RPO stuff. Like, yeah. did, he have a, did he have a pull read on that? Did he have a keep read? Did what? We, we don't know. There were a couple you know? of times where he could have pulled that and, and just run against Florida. Not, not every time, but a couple of times. And so that makes me believe it was a give, give, give. Yeah. So you, you, but we don't know. Yeah, right. You don't know. And, yeah. and that's Austin's point. You don't know on mm-hmm. sometimes when the receiver does this. What, what you know is that they this team did not, this team, not Joe, this team did not come out of the locker room with the same level of intensity that they played with coming out of the locker room to start the game. No. Yeah. On both sides of the ball, they did not play. Quarterback change got him a little bit. I give I give the McCown kid credit. He got the ball out of his hand fast. Yeah, he looked he, good. He, he moved his feet pretty well. The other kid couldn't move his feet. He just was a statue back there. Um, Tennessee didn't adjust to that very well in the third quarter. And then offensively, they hit you know they had a, a one for ten spot that everybody's probably to blame with. A couple of times. Joe caught it when he hit his back foot. He was getting planted because the protection wasn't good. It's, yeah. it's all-encompassing, but the question is, can you survive an all-encompassing third quarter or all-encompassing 15 minutes of football against a quality SEC opponent? Like you and I were talking uh, after the game, Brent, before Heibel got to the podium. You know, that 0 for 10 or 1 for 10, whatever it was, stretch for, for Joe Miller, 0 for 8, um, you know, a couple of those were really good balls. And I was talking to some of the guys in the game thread. I'd say that one to Chaz Nimrod, and to Austin's point, maybe he's running it too wide. Maybe Joe didn't put it on the right shoulder. We don't know. But that was a good ball of a 55-yard-plus shot down the field. That was a good ball. The one to, uh, you know, we mentioned to uh, Ramel Keaton in this 
Uh, I guess that's the north end zone. Uh, good play by the defensive back. The one to squirrel white, he's wide open. The ball's high. You wish that it was lower. But uh, I thought I thought of all the of all the shot plays, that was the bad one. Yeah. For Joe. If you want to be hypercritical mm-hmm. or not even hyper, but if you want to be critical of Joe on, on a deep ball or a middle throw, you had that would have squirreled that should have been a touchdown before he got you know, before he got the knee tweaked. Yeah. And then the other one to squirrel, which was like five yards behind him. Oh, that was horrible. I, he never his I don't think anybody's gonna look at that and like his footwork because I thought he was not pointed towards the target, and he just kind of slung and kind of flung that football there. And, and Squirrel was wide open. Yeah, those yeah. two were – I would put those two in The other stuff, some and, other stuff without on him. And, and the one to Ramel Keaton, that, you know, Ramel Keaton got banged up on him, and that was a good ball too. But point is, there were some good balls in there, and then there were some, there were some bad ones. Right. And, and that's got to get better um, because, again, against South Carolina, Austin, you might not survive that type of stretch. No, and again, like you, you sit here and watch South Carolina and Rattler – you know, whatever happened with it, it was the change in pl- whoever was calling the plays last year, whether it was, you know, Rattler just all of a sudden just turned it loose and not, you know, thinking about it and just playing. I mean, he really has been unbelievable since yeah. the Tennessee game last year. I mean, yeah. again, they're mortal. I mean, they, they still, like, they struggle to, you know, score points. They struggle to get the ball in the end zone. Same thing Tennessee um, does. But, I mean, they're going to move it, and they're going to throw it and, and you know, can Tennessee Ben not break next week? Because I mean, South Carolina is going to make plays. I mean, you know, they're going to make plays through the air, and the legged kid is fantastic. And you know, Trey Knox, who you know gotten banged up a little bit against Mississippi State tonight, you know, he, he's becoming more of a playmaker. This is now two games in a row where he scored a touchdown, and I mean, you know, they're, they're going to make plays. Well, and, and his Rattler's legs are, are an issue on third down. How are you going to play? Escapability. Third there's there's a lot plays. of stuff we'll talk about. You know, obviously all week long leading up to this game. Spencer Rattler, in my opinion, is playing the best quarterback of mm-hmm. in the SEC right now. Um, you know, because I, I just think he, he is playing at a really high level. So Tennessee's going to have their hands full defensively, which is why you can't have a seven-and-a-half-minute drive to mm-hmm. open the third quarter where you clearly didn't come out with the same stinger that you had in the first quarter. And you didn't adjust to the quarterback change probably as well as you needed to. I mean, it just drains you. Completely drains you. Uh, They were milking that clock, and they they were going down the field and getting points out of it. Can't have that. Now, another big storyline of this football game, outside of the lull and everything that went in with that, man, you got some guys banged up in this game that you didn't – you really don't want to. Now, I think, Brent, a lot of those were, oh, if this was South Carolina, they'd come back in and play. Brew McCoy was active the entire time, had his helmet on, he was down there ready to roll. Um, Jalen Wright, I think, was is something minor. You know, speaking with some people after the game, you know, we'll see. Romel Keaton, of course, Dominic Bailey, um, and again, a couple of some other things. And Austin, you just—it's football, it's a contact sport, but man, you don't you don't want to get that many guys banged up in a in a game where you were winning thirty-one to nothing and a half. No, you don't. I mean, like again, you hope that they're all back next week. Um, I think the most important one of any of them is John Campbell. Yeah, John Campbell didn't even mention that. That's that to me is the biggest. You can overcome Ramel Keaton. I don't know if you can overcome Aaron Beasley. He's really key. But I I didn't mention Aaron Beasley. Again, when he was walking off the field, I said, "Are you okay?" And he said, "Yeah, I'm good." Like I mean, like he. he, I think that was more like you know, could he have continued to play? Yes. Could he have same with injured himself further or, or dinged himself up more further? Yes. And it was more of a business decision on the staff's part to get him out of there. I mean. You know, but John Campbell, he wasn't carrying a he wasn't carrying that helmet around in the second half. Well, he wasn't. Another that, week worry me. Another week where Danico Slaughter was out there. He warmed up. He was in pads. He didn't play. Of course, we know Cooper didn't play. Um, boy, you love for those guys to get back. 
Oh, no doubt. And, yeah. and you know, you, you need to be, at, you know, at full strength for this for this game coming up. Uh, there's plenty of things that, you know, there is there, there is to work on and you got to work on. And, you know, but, but again, you fixed some things tonight and got some things going in, in the right direction. Uh, you got to build off of it. And mm-hmm. the one thing I'll give this team credit for is they heard all the noise. They know. I mean, you can talk about blocking it out. Nobody's blocking it out. They, they heard, you can't block it out. They heard all the things out there. No. Um, and, and they responded. They went to the practice field, did what they needed to do this week, got better, played better football. They've still got to play 60 minutes. I don't think they've played complete football yet. Um, but they played better football today. That's a positive to build off of moving forward. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, again, the start of this football game was great. That was about the best way. You had 14 points where you could sit down and get your, you know, get your beer from the – from the vending machine, not the vending machine, but from the concession stand over there. Point is, they score quickly. Um, Joe Milton had that 81-yard run on that zone key that we've been talking about. Another thing that I liked, Austin, in this game is, and you saw it from the beginning, uh, the defensive backs were, were rotating from the get-go. Um, you know, a couple of things forced the hand to get Tarantine and Jordan Thomas in there, but you saw Turnage play some uh, corner. You saw... Um, Jordan Thomas playing some star. You, you saw some of these things, and of course, you'd like to get more Ricky Gibson action in there. But I thought they did a good job of rotating the secondary early in this football game. They did, um, but I, they've done that all year. I mean, they've rotated the third possession most every game. But like this year. I, getting Jordan Thomas quality reps at star, Brandon Turnage a look at corner that yeah. was different tonight. But but they did that because they knew Danico Slaughter wasn't going to go this week. Yeah. I can call it a game time decision, but you moved that because mm-hmm. you were down a corner. Um, with, with where you were, so so you wanted to get turnage to try to build some depth there and, and see where you're at with Jordan Thomas. But yeah, I mean to their credit, they they did put those guys in there at, at corner and at star and, and did a couple of things there, which you know which is a is a positive as they continue to develop. I like the way the secondary played. I thought they were super aggressive. Yeah. They clearly had zero respect for San Antonio throwing the football down the field. Yeah. None. So how does that change next week when you got a guy who can throw it down the field? Mm-hmm. How how aggressive do they play against the underneath stuff when you worry about it getting thrown over your head? It, it's it's pretty easy to uh, you know to, to play tight when you don't fear the guy running by you, yeah. right? And, and and that was the case tonight for sure. I mean the the leg kid again. They 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 love to take deep shots at him. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're gonna throw the ball down the field. I mean that's yeah. I mean, what Spencer Rattler does. I mean there's a lot of vertical shots. Now they'll throw some underneath stuff, but they're gonna stress you at all levels of your defense. Can you play aggressive? Play the sticks. Play it smartly the entire game. Um, are you gonna play soft because you're feared of getting thrown over your head? That that's gonna be the interesting challenge um, next week when you talk about this matchup. Seven thirty game. They'll have it. They'll be juiced, and mm-hmm. this, the whole stadium will be juiced because they'll have all day to tailgate and be feeling good and mm-hmm. have all the spirits going. Um, and, and I expect them to wear black jerseys next week. So, I mean, they're going to do everything to get some juice in here next week. Then it's all about how do you start, how do you keep from going into that lull. Yeah, no question. I mean, if you, if you have to get motivated, if you need a trick to get motivated if you're in Tennessee this week, after what happened to you last week, don't, don't they did you there, yeah. then, then I, you got a lot of other questions to say to, to talk about. So. And, and I'll say this too, um, as we kind of wrap some things up. We talked about that lull. Third quarter was horrible. Brent, I'll go back, I'll make notes, and I'll get a better understanding when I rewatch it tonight or tomorrow. But man, I didn't think the play calling did them any favors that last drive of the second second quarter. Bring Joe back in there, thirty-one to nothing. Awesome was like, great, you can work on a two-minute drill. And I was like, yeah, really. And then you're sitting there running the football. It just it didn't really make much sense to me. Um, 
I thought that was kind of bizarre. Yeah. And, and they had kind of a carryover into that third quarter. Yeah, I mean, it was. I mean, they've kind of done that. You know, they ran the football against Virginia at the end of the first half to set that up. They did the same thing, I think, against Austin P as yeah. well to set it up. I'm, I'm going to look here. I, I want to say they took a deep shot that was open that they missed. That's the one that he missed with them, Ron. And the, but that was after running it a couple of times. Yeah, I mean, that, you know, and that was on a fourth. No, that was on a third and eight play there. Yeah, it was. It was. I mean, you know, it, it was a little bit awkward. Um, they, they've not been as good in that role the last two games because they, they, you know, they tried to run it to midfield and then get super aggressive against Florida and they yeah. went backwards with a penalty and. Um, then tonight they got got there and they had an incomplete, kind of stalled themselves out. Well, Rob's favorites coach is on the it was just on the television going crazy. It's, it's a big week for Rob. Is boy, well, this is a big week for Tennessee. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it, yeah. you know, this is. I mean, everybody's going to. A lot of people are going to make this out to be Shane Beamer versus Josh Heupel and all that stuff. This is an important game for both teams. Um, no, no doubt about it. Now, South Carolina, as we're recording, this, still has to finish off what they're doing and see if they can finish this game here because they don't want to fall to 0-2 um, in SEC play. But assuming they win here, this is a really big game for both teams coming in next week and should have plenty of intensity and uh, should be a, a, a lot of fun. And, and uh, we'll see. We'll see how both teams play coming in. It's going to be a big one. In the day, Tennessee did what it was supposed to do. It was uh, supposed to be the bully. That was kind of what we talked about in the pregame two-minute drill. It was, especially in that first half, a 31-point win over UTSA. 45-14 to 14, the final score. we got plenty of reaction, recap coverage over at VolQuest.com. You want to hear from the players, from Josh Heupel, two-minute drill. Um, we'll have all of our reactions of the day after, the 10 things we think, the big three, all that and more. That's at VolQuest.com. For Awesome Price, Brent Hubs, I'm Mary Kane, Tennessee. Takes down UTSA. Final score, 45-14. to 14. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Fanduel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight 
877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York.